I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skin Care, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skin Care harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? a formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly. But that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just want to dance, 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 dance. Welcome back to the bar. This is bitch number one, Christy. And bitch number two, Kelly. And all you little bitchettes out there. Yes. Hello, bitchettes. Before we get into today's podcast, I'm going to start by thanking our patrons. These are people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar who joined our uh, elusive, our top tier exclusive Patreon channel where they get access to more of us. I mean, who doesn't want more of us? Uh, More of us. And you also get after party, you get video content, you get never before seen footage, uh, you get special invites, all kinds of things. So go over to patreon.com slash back to the bar. And also if you do subscribe, you get a shout out like Aaron, Sarah, Megan, Katie, Camille, Pam, Ian, Allie, Dee, Claire, Amy, Emily, Vanessa, Nicole, Kamira, Audrey, Bethany, Courtney, Skylar, Seal, Lauren, Angela, Claire, Harper, Amber, Charlotte, Renee, Katie, Sydney, Catherine, Caitlin, Amy, Tear Bear. Tear Bear? I think it's Tear Bear. Maybe it's Tear Bear. Um, your One Momento, Peyton, TJ, Madison, Shayla, Logan, Valerie, Bethany, Katie, Kaylin, Tennyson, Hannah, Alex, Chris, Valentino, Kaylee, Tripp, Stella, Tyson, Reagan, Bree, Chloe, Hales. Mia, Kit, Meg, Juliet, Ashley, Lydia, Allison, Liz, Erica, Katerin, or Katrin, Ashley, Diane Marie, Savannah, Julie, Isabella, Hadley, Morgan, Laura, Abby, Hannah, Chelsea, Roberto, Ari, Addison, Taylor, Maddie, Ryan, Jackie, Hannah, Isabel, Kaylee, Nicholas, Alexis, Emmy, Lila, Ace, Addie, oh, I'm sorry, Ace Family, Addie, Vania, Bethany, Mackenzie, Haley, Carson, Kelsey, Tally, Lucinda, Malaris, <laughs> Courtney, Amanda, Vichy, Kennedy, Abby O's, Megan. Ooh, I hope Abby O's isn't what I think. Megan, Brittany, Antonia, Marissa, go there. Corey, Gabby, Abby, Hadley. I mean, you never know. What if people mean that okay that's mean to make us say that i'm just saying we don't want to think about that do you keep going i don't want to think about it all right anyway so thank you guys and again that's patreon.com slash back to the bar so look we're already taking care of our business right up front aren't we just the best we are i know we're like business professionals i feel like they just can't use computers very good no no we can't and also Wait, before we get into this, or should, we'll talk about this on the after show. Let me put on my notes. I have current events that we need to discuss. Okay. I'm putting it on the after show. Okay. Well, Kelly, we have had so many fun guesses as to what, 
Uh, no, we're not pregnant. I love that one. I do. Ugh. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I said last week, food baby. Food baby. Immaculate conception. How about my sister called me the other day? Why? I haven't talked to her in a week. Okay. And she texts me and she's like, when's the last time you pooped? What? I'm like, what? I'm like, I haven't talked to you in a week and that's what you text me. <laughs> and that's what you When's the when? last time you pooped? She's like, well, I know you never poop. And she's like, the girl on The Bachelorette had to have a poop baby surgery to have a poop baby removed. Did you hear that? I didn't no! hear that. No. Do you see my face? Well, I probably have quadruplets in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. What? How do you get? What? Okay. I don't I'm, know. How do but you that's get... what she texts me. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, stop. Like, how do you say hello first, maybe? Did she, she had a poop baby surgery? Yeah, that's what my sister said. I don't know. My sister could be wrong. This is on The Golden Bachelor. I didn't ask. It is. It's The Golden Bachelor. So she had a poop baby on national television. I guess. Let me just say, kill me now, okay? Kill me now. Kill me now. I would die. Would you not? I'm dying just that I'm talking about it. I know. Going. Oh my god. Well you have quadruplets. Or yeah, no trip. What'd you say? Quadruplets? Quadruplets, yeah. I know. Remember, it used to be like, I'm getting what did you want? A colon cleanse. No, it um an enema? No. No, it starts with a K, but it's like they stick a tube up there and it flushes you out. It goes through your whole intestines and stuff. And Come over to out. my house. I my have a yoga, hose out back. My yoga instructor. Had it done, and she said she hadn't eaten corn in three years. I'm gonna and vomit. Corn came out. I'm gonna vomit. Imagine what would be in there. Ew. Ew. Kelly, this is the most disgusting conversation we have ever well, had. Well, why aren't this. we talking about it? You so brought it up. I said, let's move on. All right. Well, let's start by. Okay, so Kelly is not having a colon cleanse. No. Okay, uh, but for our tease, what are we teasing? What The clue was they're not going to expect it. So people were like, well, then this yeah. is out, this is out, this is out. What were they guessing other than pregnant? Uh, they were guessing a tour, a reunion, an alcohol line, stuff like, oh, merch. Oh, those are all... Not very exciting. No, those are all things that you would expect. Yeah. You got to think a little more outside the box. Wait, I, I, like, I, yeah, or I, I was going to kind of say, yeah. Like, how about you have to expand your thoughts a little bit? How's that? Try to think not like us. Like, like something we wouldn't think. Oh, that's good. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say without giving it away. No, I think that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, okay. That's our hint. All right. All right, all right. And people are like, we have to wait this long for it. Yes, you do. Probably a year, people. <laughs> I think they'll know in the fall. Actually, I think we probably will be able to talk about it in the summer. Okay. That's my suspicion. Your ETA. Yeah, that's my ETA. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm boring today. Same. I'm so boring. We need to go back to our original cool drinks. I know. Mine, I have it in here, but it's this. Sparkling ice, mm-hmm. grape, raspberry with vodka. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I'm even more bored. Hold on. Could I get more wine in my glass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to have to get a refill. Why don't you just bring the bottle up with you? I don't know. I could. 
I don't. And put it put it in like an ice bucket to keep you cold or something. Yeah. Well, it's my whispering angel. Did I ever tell you the story that when Chloe came to New Orleans, we went to Bourbon Street and she kept looking for a glass of whispering angel. I'm like, Chloe, it's fucking Bourbon Street. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like people are drinking a hurricane out of a fucking puddle on the street. Uh, yeah. And you want a glass of whispering angel. Okay, no. Nah. Uh, but she's like, well, I like a rosé. And I'm like, Chloe, who's your mother? Oh, my goodness. Like, who is your mother? You're bringing shame upon the family. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big rosé person. I know, but I'm just saying that because Chloe doesn't want to drink anything ever. Yeah. Stop bringing shame upon us. You, you should, like, stick a bottle of it in your purse and take it along with you. What kind of purse do you think I'm taking on Bourbon Street? Like you're Louis, never full or whatever. I'm there. not carrying that shit down Bourbon Street. Are you oh kidding? Oh my God, whatever. Don't do that for your daughter. No, I wouldn't. How about when we went to that thing in Miami, what, two summers ago? You were standing there. With my shoes. <laughs> you opened your little tiny bag and you somehow had a pair of flip-flops. I know. Well, then remember they had that gifting thing. So they gave us a gift. So I got a bag. So I put all of my shit in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did try to, because I knew my feet were going to be killing me. Mm-hmm. And see, I was glad I had my flip-flops because I did end up wearing them. I think I ended up. You were in your bare feet. Ew. And then, yeah, and because we were in the sand. At oh, that right. It was the beach. Yeah. 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 And then I think you put your snow boots, boots on. on. Those fur boots. Well, then Brooke had a TikTok of you in those fur boots. In my pajamas. In your pajamas. <laughs> I know, the balcony. What a brat. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember that raw bar? Uh, it wasn't raw, the yes. seafood bar. You made me go out and eat. We spent like $600 on dinner or something like that. And we go there and the food was amazing. I and didn't we know were it was so going to be $600 worth of food. We like yeah. didn't want to eat anything. They had lobster tails on there. Remember oh, the, shrimp were this, the shrimp were this big? It was amazing. And it was everything I liked. Mm-hmm. Like they had muscle. It was, oh my God, it was amazing. And I couldn't eat anything. I was wow, mad. So good. I, I wanted, I should have put some, I brought, see if I would have brought a bigger purse, I could have took some lobster home with me. <gasps> had myself a little to go back. Oh God. Could you imagine if it would have spilled? Yeah. Then it was so hot. Remember how hot it was? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Did I ever tell you the story? I was in Florida once for a conference. This is way before Dance Bombs because I still own Stretch and Grow. And we we were all drinking, you know, the night before. And then we went to lunch, of course. We went to lunch right before we got on the plane. And I ordered lobster Alfredo. And it was fucking amazing. It was so good. And I'm like, oh, I can't eat it all. I'm going to take it, take it with me. Have I told you this story? No. But I live in Florida and I take food with me. So I know what ends up happening to it usually. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to take this with me. Well, I was on the way to the airport and I'm in the van or whatever. And don't you know, the bottom of that container with that white creamy lobster Alfredo spilled all over my crotch of my black pants. So Uh. I'm dabbing it and it's thick white cream and it didn't clean Ah! off my pants. (laughs) And then I smelled like lobster crust Um, the whole way A little fishy. It was a little fishy. Ah, oh, that's disgusting. I never had that happen to me. It what the was kind of container was it in that the bottom fell out? I don't know. I guess it would had to have been one of those like recycled paper containers. 
Yeah. Isn't that the most disgusting story you've ever heard? And I wanted to yes. die. It reminds me of Abby's story. Oh, well. Yes, we won't discuss that. We've my, talked about enough disgusting stuff on this show today. <laughs> my mind was a lobster crunch incident. It was not a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, but I was humiliated on the plane. I, I wanted to die That's the whole way funny. home. It was terrible. That's funny. All right. So anyway, we've just talked about lobster crotches, poop. your poop baby, drinking. I don't know. It's 12 minutes of nonsense. And we haven't even yes. gotten to the episode. And this episode is so long. Yes. Are we dividing it into two? Did you uh, want to do that? 100%. There's 25 pages of notes. Okay. We'd be here till next week. This would what be- What we have last week? We had 21, I think. I don't know. But if we don't divide this into notes, this will be like the war and peace of dance moms. We cannot do this whole thing. So anybody out there who wants to complain, it's still going to be a long episode. Look, we just talked about crotches for 20 minutes. So don't worry. You've got plenty to listen to. All right. It's me, right? Yeah, it was 21 pages last week. It's ridiculous. All right. So the name of this episode is Camouflage Maneuvers. And it's season three, episode 11. It originally aired in March of 2013, which is crazy to think. That at this point, we had almost been on the air for two years because we premiered July of 2011. Okay, so we start out in Pittsburgh with a little sign that says five days to competition. You know what? I think that we had just come back from Christmas break after this because it says we filmed in January. So, yeah, we definitely had just come oh, back. I was going to say March. Well, it aired in March. But look, yeah. we're filming it in January. We, we filmed the competition on January 12th and it aired March 12th. That's a two-month turnaround for a show. That's very fast. Yeah. Very unusual to have yeah. it that fast. We were churning them out. But that's also the reason why we could have like 42 episodes in one season. Right. Because Where we never most rested. people have 12 or 13. Yeah. Isn't 13 pretty much the average, I think, of what people I, have? I think so. Yeah. Well, we had like 42. I was going to say in season three, I'm sure we were well into the 30s, not counting the uh, reunions and specials and extra special torture episodes. Okay. So we start out in Pittsburgh. It says five days of competition. Abby calls the girls into the studio. We limp in without our shoes, like humiliated little orphans. And I'm in my bare feet. I didn't even have socks on. You or... must have been wearing heels or something. Yeah. But ew, that's just gross. Yes. Oh, God. Remember when the kids used to get planner's warts from that floor? Yes. Well, Paige had one on the show. They showed her getting oh, it removed. Yeah. Poor Paige. They showed everything horrible about that kid. Uh, do you remember when Chloe had like 18 on one foot and they cut them out literally with cuticle cutters? Whoa. That was horrible. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Okay. So Abby starts with saying second, 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 second. We see everybody gets like a tight flash on second. Then we see a flashback that they got second place. So second sucks. And then Abby's like, the duet was fifth. It's okay. Everybody needs knock down a few pegs. Even you, Maddie, such is life. When have we ever seen Abby be so generous about somebody getting second? Yeah. She's like, that's okay. You just need knock down a few pegs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure, Jan. Sure. All right, so then we see you and you say, normally when the kids get second place, Abby's screaming at them that they're the first to lose. So there's definitely something up with her. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, she was like weird, this whole Yeah, it thing. was weird. Maybe because she had two weeks off and I don't know, she got her meds refilled. Who knows? 
I don't know. I'm just guessing. Maybe she knew she was going to have a date. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then Abby says that the group routine was exquisite, but she didn't see a love story. And I was like, I didn't really see a love story. We didn't understand that love story to begin with. Everybody was in love with Nick. Nick was in love with Brooke. Then he was in love with her daughter. Then Brooke, Maddie's mother. And Brooke Brooke dies and I I didn't get the love story. Oh, I forgot Brooke died. Yeah, Brooke died. Maddie came to save the day. <laughs> he said, yeah, Brooke died. Ah. <laughs> so did Paige in the last text. We're just these highlands, man. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> well, not just that. It's, it's just, we act like our children dying on stage is just normal. Yeah, Brooke dies. <laughs> ah. I'm telling you, wildest show ever to air on television. Chloe even said to me the other day, she said, I see clips of Dion's Swamps all the time. And I just think, how is this real? I'm like, I, I don't know. know. The things on TikTok that people send are just like, like, I don't go on TikTok. So I only see what people send me. But I just look at them and I'm like, like, did we really say that? We sure did. There's a couple of moments in this that we really said. Yeah. I'm just like, oh God, whatever. Uh, yeah. So then here we go. Abby says, if you want to be second, then you did a great job. If you want to win, we might need to get back to the basics. And so Holly and I look really confused. And she's like, I'm not going to yell at you or scream at you or anything else. I'll just smile and be sweet and nice and you'll be second. And I'm thinking to myself, well, no, she didn't smile and be sweet and nice last week when they got second. She was still yelling and screaming. So I don't think it matters. So let's try the nice part. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's try it. Try it. Well... Actually, in this episode at the end, which we're not going to talk about till next week, she actually had fun with the kids in the room. Uh, and then she like got, went off on Brooke. Well, yes, she did do that. However, what I was going to say is I thought the kids danced really well, even though they got seventh. But I mean, it's hip hop. Yeah. It but I still think they danced super well. And it goes to show they were having fun. Yeah. yeah. Which our kids didn't often get to have fun. Yes. Where they were like, oh, we can exhale. Yes. Okay, so I go, I don't trust this whole Abby's being sweet thing. It's like, look over here while I punch you in the side of the face. (laughs) Let me sucker punch you in the face. A hundred percent. So now we have the pyramid and last place is Mackenzie. And she's like 11 points between you and the next person. 11 points. And then she said to Nia, you weren't feeling well. We can blame that. And she said... She actually said something nice about Nia. Yeah. She said, you know how to perform. Yep. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. It's couched in an insult. Yeah. But I her know. leg, feet, she and arms... She at least said something nice. Get sloppy. Don't worry, Kelly. There's not really a compliment in there. I know, but I picked up on it. We need to teach Abby about a compliment sandwich. Yeah. I'm surprised she doesn't know. It's a sandwich. <laughs> I meant because she's such an illustrious teacher, but (laughs) she knows her sandwiches. (laughs) I can't wait for the episode where she fires poor Amanda for having a cold hoagie or a meatball sub. You weren't there. I was going to say, I don't remember that. Oh, Kelly, it was a scene for the ages. I'm sure it didn't air. I will reenact the entire thing. Okay. Minute by minute. All right. So up next is Paige. Abby tries to correct Paige's arms, but they're out of control. I can't even say the words. Our little noodle arms. My little noodle girl. They're out of control. Well, you see later on, she has her holding water bottles. I saw. Do you see that? Yeah. 
She's holding water bottles to try to strengthen them little kid arms. <laughs> Her arms are out of control. It's so stupid. I can't even. So now we have Maddie. You did four turns in the corner. Stunning. Then you bobble in the simple, easy things. I threw you a lifeline. You lifeline. You must have missed it. Then we have Kendall. I told you before, your mom could hurt you or she could help you. This week, she helped you. And Holly, well, Abby's like pointing out that Jill deserves praise for going behind Holly's back so that Kendall could outshine it in the duet. And Jill tells us in the interview, Kendall is second on the pyramid this week. One spot away from Maddie. This is great. Only one spot for the top. And I'm not going to stop until she gets there. I did not realize what a pyramid whore Jill was. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention. But Abby is condoning. Oh, yeah. that. But then later she's like, secrets are lies. Secrets are lies. Well, what? You just put Kendall on the top of the pyramid or, you know, second on the pyramid because that's what her mother did. Kelly, contradictions. I know. You've seen We should probably drink for that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Woo! A lot. A lot of stuff is like, oh. Well, I don't think those have a lot of flavor. Oh my God, there's so much flavor. It is so sweet. Oh, oh is it? Terrible. Yeah, it needs I don't vodka. drink those. Oh, I don't either, but I thought I would try it. It has zero sugar and stuff. I thought, oh. Mark drinks those. I don't like those. Okay. So then she says to Kendall, your mom wants you to be right on Maddie's heels, chomping at the bit. I think that's a good thing. And then Holly says, that seems a little cutthroat, but to each his own. And then Abby says, if dance competitions aren't cutthroat, I don't know what is. Uh, Okay, I don't know, war. (laughs) And in Holly's interview, she says, I'm quite sickened by Abby praising Jill for using certain tactics to get Kendall ahead on a pyramid. I think they're cutthroat and devious. I'd rather have Nia lower on the pyramid and my integrity, dignity, and moral compass in check. She didn't say all that. I'm with you, Holly. How many times have we said that? Like, yeah. is it really worth being it an asshole? It is not worth getting your kid to the top to be no. to do shit like that. I I don't think so. But that's just how I am. Well, then up next we see Brooke at the top of the pyramid, and Abby says nothing. She's probably mad. Oh, I didn't even Brooke. I didn't even realize that. No, didn't say a word. I didn't even realize that. The teachers were probably, or I'm sorry, the teachers, the producers were probably like, look, Brooke has to be at the top of the pyramid. She's like, oh, fine, I'm not saying a word. Oh God, whatever. And then in your interview, you say, Brooke deserved the top spot. Her solo was amazing. She was the leader in the group routine and her parts with Maddie were amazing. Plus, she performed the death scene so well. I said that. <laughs> I'm adding in to everything. Meanwhile, you forgot she, di- she died. <laughs> I know. I was just, you know, editorializing. <sighs> Brooke, don't forget, the person on top of the pyramid always has a target on their back. You're the one to knock down a peg. Have we noticed a pattern that when Maddie's at the top, she's always like, that's your spot. You deserve it. La, 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 la. And then when it's anybody else, she's like, you don't really deserve it because you're going to get knocked down. You suck, (laughs) suck ass. They they will get knocked down no matter what. Yeah. Because she doesn't want them up there. It, It doesn't matter if Brooke or whoever is on the top goes out and wins a Nobel Prize. They won't be on the top the next week because that's not who she wants on the top. So Right. A hundred percent. No, she doesn't. No, no, no. I love when people are like, well, Abby didn't really mean whenever she said mean things. I'm like, uh, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. 100%. She, oh, yeah. If anything, yeah. she meant it even worse. We just didn't yes. see it all. They cut what? half of the worst out. Yeah, the really bad stuff you guys didn't see. That That's always my favorite question. Is she that bad? No, she's worse. All right. Then Chloe raises her hand and she asks Abby why she's still not back on the pyramid. And Abby replies that Chloe is still on suspension. Go ahead. It was so sweet when Chloe was like, what about me? I know. I felt so bad. And Abby's like, well, we hate you. So. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. But I felt so bad. Like, you shouldn't have to be like, what about me? I, I mean, my kids have been there, so I I get it. But yeah, like no, no kids should have it, to. It's do just that. to like humiliate them. Do you know what I mean? Like Abby should have been. She's the adult. She should have been the one that said, "Chloe, you know, we're working on getting you back on the pyramid or whatever." She shouldn't have to be like, "What about me? What about me, Miss Abby?" Yeah, you know. And then in her interview, Abby says, what this kid doesn't realize is that she's working harder now. She's starting to think. Maybe my mother crossed the line. I need to get back in Abby's good graces. And the way to do that is to work hard in class. And I said, no, she's thinking I danced and I should be on the fucking pyramid. But I do believe that Abby really and truly thinks that. That if somebody's knocked down or whatever, that that makes them work harder. Or if they have somebody to compete against, they work harder. Abby really and truly believes that. Oh, yeah. How many times when the kids would win a title, especially Junior Miss Dance of Pennsylvania, Miss Dance Pennsylvania, it was almost like it was a blessing you won. And then she would annihilate you in class. Yeah. Because she didn't want you to think that you were good. But I mean, she did it on purpose too. Oh, yeah. But I think before the show, when she did it, it was mainly for the reason that she wanted you to stay on top. Like, so. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But on the show, I feel like it was just a lot of the time it was just to be mean and degrading. Well, people always ask. You know, why did she have such a dislike of this and that? I truly believe Abby was insanely jealous of the girl's popularity. I I think that that's why she was so mean is because she did not like that they were so popular. But it's ridiculous because she was popular too. Like, I I, I always say they all made, we all made the show. It wasn't just the kids. It wasn't just Abby. It wasn't us. It was everybody. So you would think that she would be happy for everybody. What, does she want somebody at a different studio to be popular? Why wouldn't she want just her kids to be popular? I, but Makes why no does sense she to bring somebody on every yeah. time and, and like yeah. praise them and say that they were amazing? What, you would think that every time we opened our mouth that she was like, oh, thank God somebody fought with me this week so that we get good ratings. Exactly. Uh-uh. She, that's where she couldn't separate you know, in my opinion, yeah. reality yeah. versus the show. Yeah. And that's why I liked Kathy because Kathy understood yeah. that the like the bigger the better. Yeah. So then we go into she gives the assignments for the week. There are three solos, and then the group dance is uh don't ask, just tell, which is hip hop. And here we get one of Abby's groundbreaking explanations. So the theme of the group routine is the former military policy, don't ask, don't tell. Some brave hero fighting for our freedom could be discharged from the military just for being gay. But this is my take on it. I don't want any secrets or lies. I want these kids to be truthful with themselves. I want them all to let it out. 
okay, because those kids feel really comfortable letting anything out in front of you. Okay. Uh, then she assigns Brooke a solo called Arm Yourself. Then Kendall gets the solo Secrets and Lies. And I wrote in my notes, she loved to say this. Absolutely. Secrets are lies. Are secrets lies. are lies. Anytime you had a secret, she's like, secrets are lies. Secrets are lies. Like our kids, She always said that to us. Secrets are lies. If, if I whispered to you, like, Kelly, do you have a tampon? Secrets are lies. You know, it was terrible. And then Abby said to Jill, maybe those privates in the hallway paid off. And then Jill gives her one of these. Yeah, but right there, she's condoning it again. Yeah, but then she's telling our kids secrets are lies. It, yeah. Just like you said. It, yeah. it just makes no sense. Yep. And then we have Maddie uphill battle and your battle is uphill. Don't settle for a second. So Abby then dismisses the girls. She goes, go out in the dancer's den, warm up. And then she lines us up. So then she starts to rant at us about how annoyed she is with our, let's say, distaste of her teaching methods. She said, if you think that me being all nice and sweet is going to get your kids to the next level, you're dumber than I thought. That's cute. (laughs) Nice. If you're good with your kids being second, this is the wrong place for you. When they step out on stage, they need to be brilliant, and they're not. If your kids want to do this and succeed, they need to get back to the basics. They need to forget all the other things and focus. I want them to be the best they can be, and they have to want it. And I wrote, what is happening? <laughs> why? Why? What, what, why? what is happening? Why are we doing this? This is painful. And then she's like, and tell the girls to get back in here. They better be marching. I don't know how she can say they don't want it. I mean, they were doing this 24 hours a day. It's unbelievable. I like. I don't know how she can think that they gave up their childhood to to be there and to do this with her. And she thinks they didn't want it. Like they wouldn't have been there. Well, she would just scream that they were ungrateful. Ungrateful. Yeah. Ungrateful. Keeping your body in shape is important, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp. I've been leveling up my focus with Word Collect. Word Collect is my new favorite game. It's a word puzzle app and it's free. Word Collect has over 2,000 levels, so you never get bored playing. It starts easy, but it gets harder as you get better and actually responds to your play style and strengths. Word Collect is a fun and relaxing way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Challenge yourself with this fun and relaxing brain game. Right now, Word Collect is offering 2,500 coins and 500 gems for free when you download and play. I personally play Word Collect on my flights because my flights get kind of long. I have a lot of layovers and I tend to get bored with games easily, especially if they're the same redundant thing over and over and over and over again. But Mm -hmm. Word Collect doesn't feel that way to me because it's challenging. It's expanding my vocabulary. I'm always feeling like I'm learning something when I'm doing it. I don't know. I just don't get bored playing it. That's what's so. nice is it kind of gets your mind off of like your problems of the day, you know? <laughs> like like That's that missed flight? Like. <laughs> yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Or or the miss, the luggage that doesn't make it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I'll distract myself with a little fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Go to the Apple or Google store and search for word collect. So if you're like me and you want to get fit with your mind and body, download word collect for free today. So now the girls march into the studio and she's like, halt, about face. And then she's like, you don't, you guys don't know what about face means. And they just stare at her. How would they know what about face means? Yeah. 
And then um, she's like, all right, it's boot camp time. Sit-ups, push-ups, conditionings. And she tells us these kids need to start working again. They need to be sweating, bleeding, and crying. They want to want it bad. But didn't she tell us the timer 80 that we need to save our tears for our pills? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to drink on that little contradiction. She she says it on this one in the end. Oh, does she? I don't even remember. Well, this this is where we see Paige holding the water bottles in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then Abby tells them they need to get back to the basics. And she says, where's the technique? Where's the love of dance? Where is the passion for performing? And you, you know what? I totally agree with that. Because we now for almost two years, we have not had a technique class. No. Any kind of class. So... And I do think that we started going downhill. I think they all did. Absolutely. Just because we didn't have the basics anymore. And I, uh, I agree yeah. with her on that. I mean, but it wasn't the kids' fault. No. Or our faults. It was the filming fault. Absolutely. But I do agree that we needed, you know, to have some technique classes and things like that. But there was no time. Sure we did. There was no time. No, we, we sure needed technique classes. We just didn't get them it was terrible and what I was going to say though is where was all of this and I kind of felt that maybe it could have been in the dumpster with you (laughs) maybe Maybe. so upstairs we're all sitting there and Melissa casually mentions that she spent the day looking for a honeymoon location for her and Greg and I was like well you're wearing a wedding band are you getting married soon and then you go are we invited and I said no (laughs) Shirley told us that remember First of all, who asked if you're invited to a wedding? Like, why would I say that? Like, how rude was that? Are you inviting me? (laughs) You inviting me? Yeah. Can I come? Can I come? And I said, no, she already told us, remember? And so she ignores us and she's like, no, no, we're going to do a really small wedding. And you said, can you not put Abby on the guest list? And then I said, in my interview, can you imagine Abby at Melissa's wedding? I said, I feel sorry for anyone who has to wrestle her for that bouquet. And Holly's like, how can we help? And I said, last time we tried to do something like a stripper, you weren't interested. (laughs) She said he had love handles. I was cracking up. But he did. Yeah. But that was funny when she said that. But also, Christy, by the way, helping with a wedding is not hiring a stripper. (laughs) I want everybody (laughs) to know I realized that. Wow, that was like our bachelorette party. Yeah. So yes, you do do that for a bachelorette party. And then Jill's like, can we go dress shopping with you? And Melissa's like, well, that would be fun. I thought that was weird because we already did dress shopping. Mm-hmm. Like, we already played that card. You know what I mean? Like they couldn't have came up with something else for us to do with her. I think they just like the visual of it. But you you said last time we went dress shopping, Holly and I were the ones who tried on the wedding dresses. I'm not trying on anything this time. I know you didn't have undies on. I know. So... If you could plan your perfect honeymoon now, if you were getting married, I don't even know how many times she's been married, but where would you go on your perfect honeymoon? I've always wanted to go to Greece. So I would probably say Greece. I thought you were going to Greece with me. Well, are you marrying me? No. You're fucking expensive. I'm not marrying you. I was going to say, I want the ring. Give me the ring first. No. Then we'll see if I'm dealing with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you could go on your honeymoon to Greece. I don't know where I would. I can go to Greece twice, you know. Yeah. Or whoever's first. If I get a man to get me engaged and get married to my honeymoon before me and you go as friends, I'll go with him or I'll go with you. Or vice versa. My second place would probably be, what is that? Bora Bora? Is that the one that has all the little huts in the water? 
Yeah, they have them in Bora Bora, Fiji, and the Maldives. Okay, I, I think it's Bora Bora that I wanted to go to. So we'll, we'll do either one. Is Bora Bora the one that has the mountains or is that Fiji? Because one of them has beautiful mountains. Like Maldives is just flat. I think Fiji does, but I'm not, you know me, I don't know. Not no, that. the glass bottom boats are gorgeous. Like that's all yeah. fun. So that would maybe be a little more romantic. Yeah. I don't know. Greece is pretty romantic. But if you want well, to be... Let's just put it this way. I ain't having a honeymoon anytime <laughs> soon, so I don't think we have to worry about it. I'm trying to plan your honeymoon. We could, me and you could probably do both. <laughs> well, if we get a hut over the water, I want the one that you can see the fish swim under. All right. So that'll be our hut. Meanwhile, y- y- us dumbasses will be sitting there with three bottles of wine, like watching the fishy swim by drunk in uh-huh. the hut, do- hoping yeah. that no one falls out of the net at night. Yes. That'll be our honeymoon. Naked fishies instead of naked beans. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're not naked. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, we've already been naked. I mean, what's the difference at this point? God. Oh, my goodness. Go on. All right. So now... We hear Abby's down at group rehearsal doing Don't Ask, Just Tell. And she's talking to the girls about the routine. And she's like, this is 2013. Be proud of yourself. But you want to win the war, don't you? What? Yeah. What? What? It's just, I just think she says shit. I don't think the kids get what she's talking about. And I don't think they really give a crap. (laughs) No, no, no. I think they're like, like, let's wait and stop wasting time talking about stuff and and let's learn the dance. Yes. Well, in her interview, she says, we all know about the military reference. Don't ask, don't tell. But this is my take on it. I want everybody to tell. I want kids to be proud of who they are. I want everybody in this world to speak up and take a stand for themselves. So we're entitling this routine, don't ask, just tell. And I thought to myself, well, we stand up for our kids all the time. And she didn't like Yeah. That. You don't like us standing up for You don't like that yeah. very much. Yeah. So now uh, Holly says to the other, to us, she's like, what story does this dance tell you right there? And I said, I think Abby is showing her support for the gay community. And you go, gay? I never got that out of this. <laughs> so back in the studio... Abby's criticizing Ken's. Well, you're not a dipshit. You're accurate. And she's telling Kenzie she can't keep up. And then in Melissa's interview, she's like, this hip hop routine is really hard. Kenzie's struggling a little bit, but she looks adorable. And then Abby says to Ken's, why did you do the leg thing that you can't do? I changed it because you couldn't do it. You better shape up or ship out. And I'm just laughing because here comes the puns, man. We know they're coming. I want to know. I need to ask a producer if at the beginning of the week, they just handed her a list of puns that yeah. went with the theme and said, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. As many as you can fit in. Just Yeah, because I don't think she would sit and think of them. No. She wasn't that way. Or maybe Gianna did. Like, maybe she said to Gianna, look up some things for me to say, you know? The dumber, the better. Oh, wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, so now we're back upstairs, and Holly said that she was offended that Abby praised Jill for getting secret privates. And Holly says, Nia and Kendall were both in the duet together, yet one gets to move up the pyramid and one stays on the bottom. And I just reiterated that Abby said, sometimes your mother can hurt you, but in this case, your mother helped you. And then you say, that's exactly what Abby taught in there today. You moved up the pyramid because you snuck behind your friend's back and got a private to better yourself. And she talks about what we teach our children, you know? Like, I'm trying to teach my kids not to do that. 
Well, and she accuses us all the time of keeping... How about when she said, you're teaching your kid to be a snake to me about Chloe? Yeah. Well, this is snaky. Yeah. This is snake behavior. (laughs) (laughs) It is. This is snake behavior. (laughs) It is snake behavior. God. All right. And then Jill's like, I am not a sneak. And Holly disagrees. And then Holly in her interview says, Jill approaches life as a competition and she's always strategizing for Kendall to move ahead. And Jill says, Holly, if you feel Mia needed help with something, who am I to stop you from getting that help? Who am I to say you're sneaky? And Holly says, did you invite Nia to be part of your super secret private for the duet? And Jill says, no. But what's funny is that it wasn't a private. I didn't invite Gia. And then it's cut off. I have to say, before the show, when our kids were little, Chloe and Paige always danced together. They always had a duet or a trio or whatever. We would never think of having a practice or a private or whatever for the duet or trio without each other. No, because... I mean, I I don't even think it would come to our minds. Absolutely not. And I'm not saying it because of the friend thing or... No. In the dance world, like, it's a duet and a trio. Like, the whole thing is, like, timing and all of that. So, like, why would you want to? Abby always said that, especially about a trio. A trio is the hardest thing to time. And I can remember times when, uh, before her privates got taken away... Chloe had that standing private with Janine. Janine, yeah. And I can remember times when I would be like, do you want to work on the tri- or the duet or the trio? Like, it, uh, and that was Because I couldn't get a private. Privates, yeah. Right, but it wasn't necessarily that I did it all the time, but if we had a competition coming up or something, yeah. I, I didn't just have Chloe go in and work on her duet. Yeah. Because that doesn't make sense. Well, you mostly did your solo. Oh, in a private? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but if we had something coming up that- yeah. We would just use your spot. Yeah. If our solos were great at that time and we're like, oh, you know, let's just work on the duet. We would do that. Yeah. So I absolutely agree. Okay. So now Holly tries to explain what's wrong with Jill's behavior and Jill tries to shame Holly into letting it go. And she's like, get over it. It's done. It's over. And Holly says, no, I'm entitled to have my opinion. And Jill says, why are you entitled, Holly, and not me? And then Holly drops. I love it. I can viscerally remember sitting there and hearing Holly say this because it was so iconic. Uh-huh. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's fine. And I go, bam. <laughs> that was a great moment. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's I fine. Know. So then Jill gets up and goes downstairs and she's like, I have nothing to hide. All those moms know I'll do whatever it takes to get Kendall to the top of the pyramid. Okay. It's not a secret and it's not a lie. Deal with it. I give Jill credit. She does always say exactly what she's willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But she still did it behind Holly's back. Yes, she did. But she also, whereas when we, when we call Melissa out, Melissa would just sit there and deny it or blame somebody else where Jill's like, yep, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So at the front desk now, Abby and Gianna are sitting there. Melissa walks in. I don't know what she's asking about the dance concert because it's only what Mar- or January but whatever but Abby's wearing a headband so drink so now Gianna answers the phone and it's some guy and she's like Abby it's a guy and Abby gets all squealy and giggly yuck 
and I get a little vomiting. Yes, me too. Uh, Melissa's making all of her faces. She grabs her cell phone, leaves the front desk, and Melissa's like, she's giggly. And did you see how she acted when it's a guy? And Gianna's like, I know. And so then Abby's on her cell phone, and she's like, no. I'm glad you didn't lose my number. The giggling in the studio was so over the top. Like, there, the, there's no way that guy was that funny. No. But do you think that was really him or do you think it was no. John? It was probably the producer in the back room. I don't think. I think because Abby was genuinely giggly. I think maybe it was John. They had John call. I, I don't know. Honestly, for her to behave that way. I don't know. But she's laughing and I guess he asked her to go out on a town so they can go on a date. And she's like, I might be a little rusty. I haven't been out in a while. I need a little hubba hubba. <laughs> Definitely right, and I threw up hubba, in my hubba. I threw up in my throat a little hubba ah, hubba hubba. Who hubba hubba? So now I sit upstairs. What is Abby doing on the phone? She always yells at us for even looking at our phones, and now she's down there blabbing. And I'm wearing very aggressive fur, so please drink. Is it that white thing? white? scarf looking thing oh i had that wrote down as one of the ugliest things it was ugly it looked like a it looked like one of those fake fur things you put in front of a fireplace but it was really inexpensive so it wasn't even attached to your shirt right i don't know what it was that was ugly kelly i don't know i cannot be responsible for what christy of yesteryear did i don't know her what she wore is none of my business (laughs) she made bad choices yes all right So now you said whoever Abby's talking to, she looks happy. Look at her. And I said, maybe she called Jill's 900 number or 900 number. And we start to laugh and she'll go, stop it. If you notice, I haven't had that in a while. Isn't that hysterical? I was like, oh my goodness. I haven't had that in a while. I'm like, okay, Jill. Because she's been a screaming lunatic. She lost her 900 number voice because she came over to the dark side and she's a fucking banshee like the rest of us. And because we made fun of her. Yeah. Uh-huh. She she caught on like, I should probably not talk like that. So now Holly's upset that Abby's wasting rehearsal time and taking up space in the rehearsal studio. Um, and the girls are just sitting at the den. So Melissa comes up and she tells us what happened at the front desk. And Jill says, I'm kind of excited for Abby. A guy would be great for her. Whatever keeps Abby happy is good for all of us. And I'm like, oh my, that's that's quite one to take for the team. Well, for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, my God. That sounds good to me. Take one, buddy. Take one. So Melissa says, (laughs) Abby got off and left me in the dust. And I said, it's probably because it's their first boy who's ever called her. And then you say, I hope she goes on a date. Maybe she'll get laid so she's not so miserable. And I wrote, I mean, I wrote, I think we're hilarious. I do. I said, it's first boy who ever called her. And you're like, I hope she gets laid. (laughs) I would want to be friends with us. We're funny. I do hope she gets laid because I think she would be happier. I don't know. You got laid back then and you were miserable. How do you know I got laid? Because you're my friend. You fucking told me. How do you know? I lie. (laughs) Secrets are lies. (laughs) Secrets are lies. (laughs) Well, Abby was happy just with the phone call for God's sake. That's true. So in your interview, you go, Abby's always on the girls for not being prepared. And here they are ready to rehearse. And she's out there on the phone. Get off the phone and practice what you preach. Right. 
She's contradicting. What are you putting on lotion? No, I got a mosquito bite. I'm, my thing is empty, and I'm trying to get the rest of it out. I'm trying to stab it with my pen. Kelly's Just leave me putting alone. on cortisone cream in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I got a, I got a mosquito bite. <laughs> You're just jealous because you don't have any mosquitoes out right now. No, nope. My mosquitoes are all dead. <laughs> I live in the cold. You're an idiot. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. 
It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So it's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bar. So Abby keeps laughing flirtatiously. We're all mocking her. And you go, oh my God, make me puke. Nothing like hiding my feeling on national television. No, no. I think at this point we were so not giving one shit. I know. I, we would have said anything. Obviously we didn't. Mm -mm. So then Melissa's like, let's go downstairs and find out who she's talking to. And you and I are like, uh, no, no. And I said, I so don't want to know what's going on in Abby's love life. Talk about don't ask, don't tell. I don't want her to tell me anything because the images that come to mind are horrifying. Yeah. It's gross. I don't want to know. So then, oh, here they come. Jill, Holly, and Melissa, like, walk in. Melissa walks in like this. Like this creepy little weird mouse walk. I, I love that me and you just stay up. We're like, nope. Nope. No, thank you. No. I want to be a part of this. No. And you and Melissa goes, we're investigating. And Jill goes, Melissa has a question for you. And then Abby goes, what? And Melissa says, we love how giggly you were. You don't usually seem so happy. Oh, and me and you were upstairs puking. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I don't blame you for not going down there. She wouldn't let you go in the limo and go speed dating. So why would you care about her date? I don't. And I was just being your my friend, good friend my and staying up there with you. Partner in crime. Yes. My pillar of support. Yes. Yes. So we're up there. I hope, I hope a little part of us went and got a drink. I'm just saying. Probably. I would think we, we didn't might. go get one. They probably delivered it to us. That's true. They weren't letting us out of that site. So then Abby tells them that on the way home from speed dating, she stopped at a gas station and a guy offered to pump her gas. And I literally wrote, was she in Jersey? Because if so, it's the law. <laughs> yeah. Is that still a law there? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what. I used to intentionally try to get to empty. Me too. <laughs> to Me Jersey. too. Because I was like on my way to New York. And I went to yep. New York. I drove to New York every month for the my trial or whatever. Oh, yeah. Every time I stopped in Jersey so I didn't have to pump, push or pump my gas. Amen. It's the best thing ever. If you've never had a full service gas station, you don't know what life can be. I know. It's amazing. They need to have them around here. Like I pay every more. woman or girl would go. Like my kids would definitely go. I will drive three extra miles to go through a Starbucks drive through. What do you think? Where do you think I'm paying what I'm paying for gas? Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. All right. So yes, we are lazy pieces of shit in case anybody's worried. <laughs> So I'm proud of it. Proud. So then Jill suggests that the three of them help Abby prepare, prepare for their date. And they all go, 
Okay, now here's my favorite part. When Jill says to Hall, that Holly can dress her because Abby always was on Holly about her clothes. Always. That's like one of the only things that Abby ever really said to Holly was about how horrible her clothes choices was. And that's who they picked to pick Abby's outfit. I couldn't agree more. And then Abby says, Mo, Lur- Mo Larry, and Curly are going to help me. I don't think so. Now, for anyone who was born after 1950, that is a reference to the Three Stooges, in case you don't know. And then I just was thinking, you know, Abby is the pinnacle of glamour. So, of course, she doesn't need any help. But she does tell oh, everybody yeah. that she's going to get her nails done. But it's not to prepare for her date, but because they need they need done. So she sends the moms her away. That's what she does to pamper herself. Yes. Yes. And then she tells us these moms are ridiculous. I don't need, nor do I want their help. I've been on plenty of dates. Do you remember going on whenever? Yeah. How about you? Nope. Okay. All right. Just checking. All right. So now we're in Kendall's rehearsal, Secrets and Lies. And Abby says in the interview, Kendall needs to tell the audience that she's keeping a big secret. And as Kendall's dancing, Abby is yelling at her for not using her face. And she's like, you're dead in the face. This dance is what you make it on stage. If you get out there and you look like some scared little kid, you're not going to have too many more solos. And then she says, if you want to be like Maddie, you need to work on facial expressions. But who says that? But Abby gave Maddie her facial expressions. Yeah. She would choreograph them, remember? Yeah, yeah. But still, who says that? If you want to be like Maddie... I don't think she wanted to be like Maddie. I think she wanted to be just treated the like best Maddie. Kendall. The best Kendall she could be, but yeah. Treated like Maddie. Well, Kelly, when Chloe was competing for Junior Miss Dance of America and she was representing Abby, Abby's pep talk was her to her was be like Maddie. Which is why we had that huge fight in Vegas in the room. It had nothing to do with what they made it seem. It was because she looked at her yeah. and said, Be like Maddie. Right before yeah. she stepped out on stage. And then Jill says, each dancer has their own unique style. I understand that Abby wants Kendall to dance like Maddie. I want Kendall to dance like Maddie. However, I don't want a can presentation where every single kid looks exactly the same. And I agree with that. And that's just what you said. They all yeah. have their own personalities. So now we're back into the group rehearsals and all the girls come in and the girls walk in or they're walking in and Mackenzie tells Abby that she hurt her foot. So uh, Melissa notices, like, because the kids are all in there, that Mackenzie isn't dancing. So she's like, where's Ken's? So she goes downstairs to check on Mackenzie. Kenzie is crying and that's saying that she should just go home and that she doesn't want to let Abby down. So Melissa's like, no, no, Ken's. You're only going to let Abby down if you injure yourself more. Do you see my face? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe for Mackenzie, but I love that Melissa's like, no, no, Ken's Abby cares really deeply if you injure yourself more. No, no, that's not true. Uh, But they need to ice her injury in the meantime. So then Kenzie or Melissa in her interview says, Kenzie actually hurt her foot two weeks ago. She has a limp and she's not doing well at all. Uh, Okay, but I have a question. We were on Christmas break. Oh, okay. Then that answers my question because I I was going to say two weeks ago, Last week, Kenzie did a a solo. Yeah, but I don't think we were dancing over Christmas break. I mean, maybe a little bit. I didn't know it was Christmas break. Yeah, but I don't remember Mackenzie hurting herself at all. Do you? I don't either. No. Okay. 
So then the girls come in the den, they check on Ken's and Melissa says that she's really sad for Mackenzie because she thinks that this is the best dance Kenzie's ever done. Kenzie really shines in the dance. So she's broken hearted. And I was like, oh, okay. She says that though a hundred times. hundred times. Well, then she walks into Studio A and what's really funny, if you pay attention, is Melissa walks in and she leads with, this is her most favorite dance ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. She says it a hundred times to cover up that she said earlier that she couldn't do the deal. Well, have you ever heard of, um, f- f- I mean, yes, I know you've heard of it. Fight or flight. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's another, there's two more. There's freeze where some people freeze in, in the face of confrontation that they can't like actually react. And then there's another one called fawn where you just start complimenting and like throwing praise when you're nervous for confrontation mm. to deflect it. And Melissa is a fawner. She, she does it throughout the entire series. So that was her defense. She's like, this was her most favorite dance, which please don't get me wrong. I am not criticizing her because we all react to, yeah. to conflict different, but that is, you can tell especially in this episode that she fawns. She's like, she loves it. It's her most favorite dance. She's so sad she can't do it. So to me, that indicates that she is definitely deflecting. Yeah. That it's not really true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So now in her interview, Abby says, I don't know what's really wrong with Mackenzie's foot. I have to see how she's moving. Maybe it's on her head. Maybe she just doesn't want to be in the group routine. Maybe she doesn't want to be the reason they don't win. And then Melissa's like, how should we proceed? And she said, Mackenzie needs to do it or she's out. I need to work on it without her. Melissa goes in the den and she tells Ken's to put on her boot and go into rehearsal. But did you notice when Melissa tells this to Mackenzie, Mackenzie is giving her a fucking death stare. Like, I don't, I ain't going in there. She's like, how dare you agree that I'm going to put on a boot and go, I mean, the face is hysterical it really is so now upstairs of course me the instigator i'm like why isn't mackenzie dancing and jill said uh melissa said mackenzie loves to dance and i said well i love point numbers but that doesn't mean i can do them it's true but mackenzie was good at hip-hop hip-hop she was great at hip-hop i I just think maybe the dance was just hard yeah it is a hard dance all the girls i mackenzie's probably the best at hip-hop i would agree So now Jill goes on to tell us that she's going to have a bridal shower for Melissa and that we're going to take her dress shopping. And I said, wait a minute. The last time we mentioned a ring, we got to cease and desist. If we have a bridal shower, we might get full on sued. I might. And then Jill goes, I think it's different now. And I go, did all the divorces go through? (laughs) And you cackle. And we are bitches. We are. We are horrible people. We are. All I'm saying is everyone who came on that show came after us. I would not come after us. Oh, no. I would not want to be in the line of our No, fire. we're mean bitches. I know. We are. It's terrible. We're mean. So then Holly in her interview is talking about something, but I just want to mention Holly's interview because did you see the beaded collar necklace? No. Yes, I did. It was a... <laughs> But it didn't attach to the shirt. No. I'm like, yeah. what is... I think that was supposed to go over... Or like a t-shirt? Yeah, something. Yeah. I didn't I get that either. I didn't understand. I, yeah, but you I know what? To be fair, I didn't understand the majority of anything any of us wore. I didn't. Yeah. So now we're at the parlor. 
And this is where I decided that Jill is the MVP of this episode. A hundred percent. Jill is the standout. She's the breakout star of this episode of Dance Moms. And I'm going to continue to point it out throughout the rest of the episode. Okay. This, I am officially on board as a Jill stan. I think she's the most ridiculous level of ridiculous. And it's actually quite funny. So we're at the nail salon. Abby's getting her nails done. And the nail tech says, are you getting your nails done for anything special? Well, first of all, whenever you walk into a nail salon, have you ever had someone ask you that? Mm-mm. Like right there, it shows like she was on camera. Right. Well, if anything, if you go to certain nail salons, they'll ask you if you have a date tonight. Do you have a date? If so, you need to get gel. Like that's their upsell. Have you ever had that happen? No. Oh, I, I never asked me where I'm going. I have had that happen. Oh, usually mine don't even speak English, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're like, you're maybe going. They, maybe they do ask it and I just don't understand them. Are you going on a date? Like, you need gel. And I'm like, sure, I'm going on a date. Let's get gel. And then she said, I don't know. I might have a date. Not sure. The only thing I do to pamper myself is my nails. That's it. And I thought, how about a petty? Should we get a little petty? Yeah. Scrub up those little stinky muffins? Yeah. I could think of a lot of things she should have got. Okay. And then so now Jill, Holly, and Melissa walk into the nail salon and Abby says, here they are, the three blind mice. And then Jill's like, oh, what are you drinking? Is it wine? And she's like, oh, no. You know me. You know me. (laughs) And then Jill says, you should have some. This is your day for relaxation. And Abby's like, no, no, I have to go to the dance studio and deal with your children. You want me all liquored up? And Jill goes, all the more reason to be liquored up. Funny. That's funny. I've never seen Abby drink water. Have you ever seen her drink water? Uh-uh. What is she drink? I've never Diet Coke? I think regular Coke. Maybe it might be regular. Oh, I've gone to McDonald's to get her yeah, regular I, Coke. I've yeah, nev- I've never seen her drink water. Like, And I just, I'm going to tell you, I have bought Abby alcohol before. I have bought her drinks. So when she's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you do. She, she actually likes an extra dirty martini. She's the one that yeah. I, I actually had my first one with her. Aww. Yeah, I did. You broke your your little martini chair with abs. And every time I order one, I think of her. It's weird. Uh, I get that. You know how you just think of people with certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And then Holly says to Abby, what you fail to realize is you're usually not that happy at the studio. And then Abby says, I'm not that happy because you're all there. (laughs) And Holly says, she hates us. I hate. It's terrible. I mean, like, hates us. Hates. Hates. And then Holly says, Abby doesn't want to admit it, but she really needs our help. And so Jill starts styling Abby with a scarf. And then Abby goes, I've got one thing going for me and it's cleavage. I'm not covering it up. I I actually thought that was funny. Okay. Well, I'm glad you did. I thought that was pretty funny. And then she said to the tech, she's trying to choke me to death. I'm 40 something years old. I can dress myself. And I thought, doesn't she take Holly out and try to dress her in an upcoming episode? Okay, great. Yeah. All right. And then she says, you're making a big deal out of this. It's just a little casual. Let's go have dinner thing. And then Abby says, now the moms want to live vicariously through me instead of their daughters. How long has it been since they've been on a date with their husbands? I don't think anybody's trying to live vicariously. Uh, they're through trying, Abby, Abby, no. They're trying to get you laid so you're nicer it's to so the kids. So you're nice to us and the kids. Yeah. yeah. And then she says, oh, this is like Abby's prom. And Jill says, are you going to do something special with your hair? And Abby goes, like, color it 50 shades of gray like you. Oh, my goodness. And, and that was funny. Jill says, I don't have gray hair. 
And then Jill says, we're here to help Abby. It would be nice if she showed us a little gratitude. And I'm like, uh, when? And then Jill's like, what are you going to wear on your date? And Abby says, I'm going to wear a black shirt and rhinestone jewelry bling. And Holly goes. Yay. We knew she was going to wear that. Uh, yeah. Red rhinestone plastic crap yeah. is what she should have said. Yeah. And she said. <laughs> and then J- Holly goes. It sounds like what you wear to the dance studio. Yeah. <laughs> and Jill says, what are you going to do if he shows up in a baseball cap? And then Abby's like, he won't, Jill. And she goes, he's cool. Okay, Abs. I keep telling you, inside, I'm like a size six Prada. You just don't get it. I like LA guys, but I also like the dumb jock guys that have to go to the gym all the time and just... And I really wrote for fuck's sakes. That, that's pretty what funny. What is happening? Just to say a size six Prada. I'm a size six Prada too. Somewhere in there. I, I just am so horrified by the dumb jock grunting LA guy or whatever. So Holly's like, is your date a dancer? And Abby's like, I actually don't know. So then Jill starts her rendition of single ladies. She's putting a ring on it. She's uh, uh, owing. She's butterflying and all the while she is wearing a camel coat or a camo coat okay jill loves herself to dance loves yeah loves an opportunity to dance then she has the theme of the the camo she wanted to dance she she was hoping they were going to put her in put her in put her in so then abby's like jill there's people here and she's like this is all too much my personal life is my personal life they need to worry about their girls working their butts off for the hip-hop routine and then they get up to leave and abby says i'm so sorry they interrupted you had to watch jill bump and grind over there the nail tech <coughs> says i loved it and she said i'm so sorry they made me do it which is clearly the producers and then uh the nail tech said they really want to help you get ready and abby said they're nuts Okay, that was a funny scene. Yeah, but yet Abby will call me to come and blow dry her hair. Like, remember when she did that? Like, she used to always say that. Mm. She don't want their help. Speaking of, guess who's in town this week who texted me to go out on Sunday? Ed? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I have to go to New Orleans for a night, so I might go out with him on Sunday. We'll see. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, we'll fly up. Just come on. Yeah. Jump on a a plane. I wish I could. So now we're back at the ALDC and we now have three three days to competition. Wah, ah, 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 ah. This was actually a longer time to competition than we normally had. Yes. Usually we only do like three days. Well, I think it's this because we were back from break. break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had that extra day. So Abby is in the studio with Maddie and they're doing uphill battle. And Abby tells us Maddie's solo is a little different, darker than what she usually does. It's hard hitting and edgy. And and it was, it, it definitely was different. Um, and Melissa in her interview says, Maddie solo has a lot of new things, which is great. Maddie looks on YouTube and always wants to try something new. Okay. Haven't we heard ad nauseum that the children are not allowed to choreograph? Choreograph. Yeah. Chloe isn't. No. <laughs> we know Chloe's not. And neither am I for Paige. So. You and Chloe are on restriction? Yes. Uh yes. But but Maddie looks on YouTube and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, okay. So then Abby talks to Maddie about her routine, blah, blah, blah. So now we're in the dancer's den with Abby, Holly, and Melissa. And Abby is getting ready for her date. So Holly's like, what are you wearing? And Abby says she's been teaching all day. She's, they're just grabbing something to eat. Her cleavage is all out. 
And then as she's get ready, getting ready, Jill's like, maybe you need to have red, red lips. Oh, gosh. Jill loved a red lip. Yeah. Loved a red lip. And Abby's like, Jill, I've been doing this a long time. So now we're at the front desk and Louie, the date, checks in. Do you, Where did they get him from? I don't know. He didn't really ask Abby out. No. I don't think but so. But like, was he an actor? Did they pay him that? I don't, I don't know. All right. So <clears throat> Abby accidentally squeal or spills water on herself. They all squeal. And then Abby is trying to put on a piece of jewelry. And Jill goes, where did you get that? You're ruining your look. And she grabs it, which is funny. So now Abby, it, this is kind of out of order on my notes. I don't know why, what the problem is. I think I might've watched a different version of this. So they're all talking about um, Abby getting ready. And uh, Melissa gives Abby Tic Tacs. And then she's like, can I have a Tic Tac? Jill says, maybe you can save it for later. You never know. And Holly goes, on a first date? Like, <laughs> like you can't kiss on a yes. first date. Yes, good night. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Hall. Okay. Yeah. And Abby says, it's a first date. I didn't run a credit check or anything. Oh, my God. Of course she has to run a credit check. Yeah. And Jill's like, you never know. And Holly's like, a nice handshake or a kiss on the cheek is just fine. I'm dead. I'm dead. (laughs) So then Abby. They're acting like she's like 13. Yeah. I just, I'm nauseated. She's like 40-something. I mean, Kelly, you've never kissed on a first date, have you? Yes. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, from the looks of it, Jill's the slut bucket on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, oh, f- first of all, Abby puts Melissa's Tic Tac box up to her mouth and like drinks from it. So now you have to throw that away. Yes. And then gross. in her interview, Abby's like, these moms are making such a big deal of this. It's not the senior prom. It's dinner with some guy. I'm probably never going to see it again. Moms, calm down. And then Melissa goes, did you put deodorant on? And <laughs> then Ab- I know. And Abby's like, I don't sweat. I glisten. Holly makes uh, a face. Uh, Abby spraying herself with hairspray. And Rachel walks in and she's like, hey, your dates arrived. And Holly's like, we'll be like the wel- welcome wagon. And the three of them scurry out to the front desk. And it's hysterical when they get out there that... When when they're there, they're, they start talking to him and they're like, ooh, they're like, well, Abby likes helpers. She likes to snap her fingers and let people do things. So they start giving her a bunch of, you know, examples like hold out her chair, you know, treat her like a lady. And they're like, oh, you have holes in your jeans. She's not going to like that. Oh, OK. Well, he has on a bow tie. <laughs> like, Beggars can't be choosers. Andy's picked you to go out with. So let's let, exactly yeah. let's not kick a like gift horse. You haven't horse. been on a date in how long? So right. like, jeans will be fine. Uh, exactly. So they're all chit-chatting. And then we go back to the dance or the den. And they come in and they're giving their first impression of Louie. And Jill goes, I think it was Jill. She goes, he's clean. <laughs> what did she think he was going to be like out of a dumpster? That would be me, Jill. I, I was like, he's clean? And so, and then Abby's like, did you make him cough too? Well, I thought that was actually really funny. Yeah, that was funny. Oh boy. Uh, So I was like hysterical. Like, oh, okay, he's clean. And so now they're all excited. They're wishing her luck. They all go out. Abby greets him. And in her interview, she goes, Louis is not exactly how I remember him. He's much more petite. Oh my God, wait, I forgot the best part about Louis. When he came in, they said, you have holes in your jeans. And he said, I fell in a pothole in the parking lot. <laughs> I know, yeah, that was the best. I was. I can't believe you forgot that. 
Yeah. I was crying yeah, when I we, said we that. Yeah, we had to like him for that. Just, just for that line. I, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. So he fell in the parking lot. So now everybody's like, blah, 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 blah. like Jill, Holly, and Melissa are all standing there. And they're like, goodbye, goodbye. And Louie's like, are they your friends? And she's like, no, they're my customers. And Jill's going, more. Or I'm sorry, Melissa's going, more, more, more. And and Jill goes. Jill's like, a kiss goodnight. A little kiss goodnight. And I'm like, Jill really wants her her late. She really does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that's going to get Kendall at the top. Um, I'm telling you. So here we go. And they arrive at what could be the most problematic location in television history. It's called Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> For anyone who is unaware of the V.C. Andrews uh, gothic novel. That's one from, of your favorite. It is from 1979. It is about incest and more incest and children being locked away, starved and beaten in an attic for a mother to get money. And here we are on a show about children at a restaurant called Flowers in the Attic. And just for those of you who don't know, this is where Brooke chose on her own accord, not with the producers, to go and ask Abby to be back on the team. Yeah, okay. Right. Brooke chose that. Yes, it's Flowers in the Attic. It was just right down, like, two yes. seconds from the dance studio. That's why we were there. I agree, but it was it's, it's really just... It is very cute. It's yeah. fine. It's the fucking name. Yeah, yeah. And so they walk in, and Louie lets Abby know that he has rented out the entire restaurant. No, they opened it up, and the production paid to have him yeah, in there. Yeah, they were only open for lunch. Right, yeah, and then he goes for lunch. I think. Well, at that time, I think they were only open for lunch. I think they did end up starting to have dinners. Yeah, but then he goes, "I have a sweetheart. That's how I roll." And I was like, "Oh God!" First of all, the Pittsburgh accent, and then that's how I roll. And then Abby goes, "Good. Then we don't have to worry about being loud." Being loud. Yeah. Like, ew. That's no good. <laughs> I wish everybody listening on the podcast could see my face. I don't like it at all. So they sit down and Abby says, hey, this is really nice. There's a, ta- a candlelit table in the corner. I'm ready to be wined and dined. Again, <laughs> I, wish again. See, I wish you could see my face. You guys need to be on Patreon so you can see Christy's face. I'll give you a clue. It's quite disgusting. So they talk about now, he goes right into what kind of guy she's looking for and what is her relationship status. And he's like, so you're not in a relationship right now, obviously. And she's like, well, I kind of have a long distance. Long distance. Okay. And then he's like, it's good to have a long distance. It keeps it out there. And she's like, "Ah, and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm writing a book. She's like, I'm writing a book. And he's like, I'm very good. See, I'm on the verge of figuring women out. So my book will help. And Abby starts cackling so badly that she almost Yeah, like what is she laughing at though? I don't know. Because I didn't think anything was funny yet. Did you? Or did I like miss it? No. It's just gross. It's it's also gross. I'm just All right, so now they're going on and a waiter's coming in with food and he's like, it's the chef's specialty, a chocolate cake named Chocolate Eruption. And Louis goes, eruption? It's one of my favorite words. One of my favorite words. And I vomited, okay? (laughs) We're doing a lot of vomiting this episode. And he says, I have about 12 favorite words. And she says, really, can you name them? And he says, not on 
right now because he was going to say because he was going to say show. on camera or yeah not on camera and then he proceeds to feed Abby and she's impressed and then we learn that Louis has a slight dance background because he's a male stripper oh my and she's like no you weren't and she's clapping and he's like yeah for a little bit they made me do it come on Abby laughs she claps she asks him to dance on the table he refuses he thinks he'll break it and she calls him a wuss and then he says, I'm 180 pounds of <laughs> twisted steel and sex, sex appeal. appeal. And a little tiny piece of me died inside. Now, see, I think that's where she should have laughed. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> like she was laughing at nothing. And then that was funny. And she didn't laugh. Yeah, it's terrible, Kelly. I just am so uncomfortable about this show. Oh, God. It's so cringe. How can people... How can people think that this is their um their comfort show? Yeah. So now we're at the front desk. Drink. Abby has a headband on. I hate her headband. I do too. So the three musketeers come in and she goes, it's like the evil stepsisters. And I do agree with that. And she says, the moms are relentless. They want to know about her date, but it's none of their business. And they talk about her date and the fact that for once, Abby allowed her date to drive her where he would where he was taking her. She's usually like, I drive, I take my keys. And then Melissa goes, was Louie smaller than you? And I'm like, <laughs> I just, I, I gotta say that was pretty funny. <laughs> and Abby's like, oh, we went to Flowers in the Attic. They're impressed because they obviously are fine with incest. And then she says, it's kind of romantic, isn't it? And then Abby says, it's charming. I don't know. It's not the antique. I'm not the antique kind of girl. I like clean, modern, but he was nice. He was funny. And then she's like, hey, Louie made me laugh for the first time in a long time. But I think I was laughing more at him than with him. And then she's like, that was rude. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, he also used to be a stripper. And then she talks about Twisted Steel and sex appeal. Did you happen to catch Holly's face? No. Oh, my Holly looks like she stepped in dog shit. She's like, it's hysterical. And then Abby said, do I see Louie in my future? I don't know. I need more laughter in my life. So I might just keep him around. And Abby says, I don't care if I saw another kid dance. I was so glad to get out of the studio last night. Let's just say I teach the girls almost everything. Ew. What, what does any of that mean? Yeah. I just am like, oh, my God. And by the way, it was Brooke teaching them on the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Oh, I'd much rather Brooke give them the sex ed location or yes. talk than Abby. Ooh. Yes. So I just, I just am, I'm just horrified. I'm horrified across every level. Anyway, so, yeah, it was terrible. Now we're back in Brooke's solo rehearsal for Arm Yourself and Abby tells Brooke, you're going to Minnesota. This is where dance studios that have 1,200, sometimes 2,000 students. So you're going to be up against some pretty amazing kids. The name of your routine is Arm Yourself. And we're not talking about your arms. And she does like lazy arms. We're talking about having your secret weapon and knowing how to get out of the situation. And she does say, which I thought was nice. She says, Brooke knows that she was born to be a dancer. She knows that she can do acrobatic tricks that not too many people can do. I keep throwing her on top of the pyramid, hoping someday she might just rise to the occasion. I don't know. Maybe. I missed all them days at the top of the pyramid. I, I was just going to say. <laughs> I must have been on vacation and uh, 
Bora Bora that week. Right? Maybe. No, but did you notice that her solo was not finished? No. Usually when they run through the rehearsal like a day or two before, they they have the whole solo done. She stopped like midway in her solo. And like she she definitely did not know the end of her solo. Just you can tell just by the way she abruptly stops. Like, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like watch it. You can you can tell. I mean, she just stops because there's nothing else to do where yeah. normally they will go the whole way till the end. But yeah, she did not know the end of that dance yet. That's really interesting because there's only two days left. Yeah. Abby's like, you only have two more days before you go to Minnesota against all those amazing kids. Be pre- be prepared, arm yourself, get it. The more information you have, the stronger you can be. So what did you take by that? She should look up the people she's competing against? I don't know, Kelly. I don't know. All right. But now we're moving into another part of this episode where Jill is my personal MVP because we're at a photography studio with Jill and Kendall. And Jill is holding a makeup mirror. Kendall's getting ready. And she says in her interview, she decided to get Kendall some new and improved headshots She wants something different, a little bit snappier, a little bit more dynamic. I want something that jumps off the pyramid and says, hey, I'm here. I want to be number one. And she's pulling her hair. And I just wrote chills a lot. And she's like, I know Kendall gets a little uptight when I'm always fixing her hair. I want her to look 100% her best. It's my job as her mom to get in there and make sure that happens. And Kendall goes, can you shush, mom? And the photographer is like, it's hard being beautiful. So she starts her photo shoot and Jill's behind and she's watching and she says, I would love for other opportunities to come from this. I would love for Kendall to show up in commercials, do some print work, anything. The sky's the limit. And now is the time I've got to take advantage of this beautiful little girl right now. Man. Kendall is very beautiful, but she just is. the way that Jill says it is hysterical. Yeah. But I love how whenever they're like done taking pictures of Kendall, she's she gets in there and get has her own photo shoot. They weren't even done. <laughs> she, they weren't done. She's like, hey, can you move a little bit? You're, and then she goes, you're gonna airbrush me, like, right? Yeah, she but that was like their together photo. And then she's like, Kendall, get the hell out of here. I'm getting my own done. I am hysterical. Hysterical. Yeah, it's just Jill's a lot. And and the funniest part about Jill is that this is how Jill is. And so I am in the era of Jill right now. I am a big Jill fan because she fucking makes the show ridiculous. Yeah. I love that it's her, not me. You go, you go, you go, Jill. Yeah. (laughs) Go, go, go forth and prosper. So now they show the four of us. It's me, Holly, you and Melissa. I guess, I think maybe Jill met us. Uh, We're in the limo. And I'm like, hey, I'm really excited, but I'm surprised. And I said, the last time we tried to take you a wedding shop, you were like, do not speak to me about weddings. And here was a letter from my attorney. And she says, that was a year ago. And I was like, we're friends now. I know we're friends now. So things are a little different. And you said, hey, I thought I was your friend then. And she said, you were my friend. I think maybe she met me. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking she definitely met you. Like Christy was not my friend. And then she says, I'm inviting all the moms into my life a little more. We're open to, we're, we're open books now. We tell each other everything. And I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't know that. I don't. Yeah, I missed out on that. So we go into the exquisite bride. And when we walk in, there's a setup, cake, cupcakes, flowers, lit candle, champagne. Melissa hugs Jill, thanks her. And we immediately swoop in like a bunch of locusts on the food. <laughs> we always do. I, I have always. never seen hungrier bitches in the world. I know. If anybody ever wanted a more clear 
supporting fact or evidence that we are not the housewives. It's put us in front of food. <laughs> we are not. We are and, not and the just housewives. just look at our outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between the food and the outfits, man, we're definitely not housewives. No. So we're sitting there and Jill's like, I wanted Melissa to feel good about herself. There's no reason to hold grudges or be worried about secrets. Let's just put the past behind us, move forward and make this good. We all have a toast. Holly goes in her interview, she goes, Jill's very competitive, even at what comes to a bridal shower. We know we're going to look at dresses and who brings in the best desserts? Who gets Melissa to try on helping her try on gowns? Whose idea was it? Who could be... Or everything could be a competition. So I'm not surprised that Jill has this take charge kind of attitude. I'm actually laughing at Holly. Yeah. So now. But Jill is that way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Listen, we need Jill to plan your next bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Or your bridal shower. It'll be yeah. fabulous. Okay. I mean, I'll bring the liquor and I'll bring a stripper with yeah. love handles. <laughs> But as far as the shower goes, please let Jill handle that shit. Although okay. you and I are very crafty. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't want to do my own. Well, no. No. We're going to let Jill do that. I'm in charge of the bachelorette. She's in charge of the shower. Okay. We just got to find you the boyfriend. Okay. All right. And so she starts opening the presents. And we must have not had any notice because I gave her a fucking corksicle. I know. I, I, I would have done All a of our better. gifts were very lame. Yeah. I Again, like I, I mean, said, I gave her a Lolita glass, and that's what we always gave each other as gifts. Like, I mean, that yeah. was kind of our, our little things as dance moms. Like, for birthdays and stuff, we always gave a Lolita glass. So I, I gave her that. But I, I almost thought that maybe the producers bought some of that stuff. Because, like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like something that you guys would pick out. No. It was And maybe I just awful. had the glass. Because I knew she was getting married and I bought it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a frame. I gave her a corksicle. A corksicle was and ha- weird. And Jill gave her a photo album. Like, Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. It's- Holly gave a frame. Yeah. Jill gave a photo album and you gave a corksicle. Yeah. It's weird shit. I thought that yeah. was all weird. So you said, I got the one that said just married because I was confused. Since you wear your wedding <laughs> band all the time, I wasn't <laughs> sure. You know they made me say that. Like, who? Like, I would never say that. We all never. just laugh. We we just laugh. Yeah. And then she's like, I love my ring. And I said, I think it's bad luck to wear the wedding band as you try on the dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are bitches coming up. Oh, I, I know. And then she says, if I decide to have a wedding, it's going to be very intimate with just her and her family, which she does. And then Jill says, let's practice tossing the bouquet. And you go, oh, God. And I said, Jill will kill a bitch to get that thing because it's all about the win. And Jill goes, I'll put it this way. I could get it if I wanted it. I I believe her. Yeah. And so now I said, we're a bunch of middle-aged women lunging for a bouquet. That could be potentially hazardous. Someone could break a hip. Break a hip. (laughs) And then you and I fought. I almost broke a hip. (laughs) Yeah, you fell on the chair. I don't know why I wanted the bouquet. Let me tell you. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want it. And I said, I think Holly, Kelly, and I are having a little too much fun at the bridal shop. If we keep going, we're all going to be trying trying on bride dresses. So then the person comes in, the sales associate, asked Melissa what kind of dress she wants. And she said, I want something simple. And she said, something slim and sexy, something a little bigger. And you go, well, sexy, that's how you meant him with cleavage down to here. We all know he likes that. And Melissa goes, yes. yeah, I'd like that. Now, to be fair, 
she had this really low cut sweater that she told us all the time that that's what she wore in the interview. And she goes, I got the job and the boss. Yeah. She used to say that. Yeah. That wasn't something I said. Yeah. Yes. So that's why you said that. Yes. So now Jill opens another bottle of champagne. Melissa's trying on dresses. She doesn't like the first one, but she comes out in it. But how about me when she comes out? And I'm like, uh, you need a little bigger than a six. <laughs> Am I a bitch or what? No, I wrote that I did a spit take. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like, shut up. I, I don't think it would zipper. <laughs> and, but, oh, just wait. Then she comes out in another dress and I said, I think that dress would be amazing if you were like 23 and a virgin. <laughs> we are bitches. We, we are, are definitely horrible bitches. people. No wonder she didn't want us there. I wouldn't want us there either. I'm telling you, Holly grimaces. And I said, I think all these dresses that Melissa are trying on are beautiful and they're very pure. But when you're on your third marriage, I don't know if they're an appropriate choice. And I wrote, what a bitch. I think, honestly, I think you should wear whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Meanwhile, she didn't even wear a wedding dress. No, she did. It didn't zip her. You don't remember that? But it wasn't a wedding gown, was it? Yes, it wouldn't zipper in the back, so it was open oh, in the see, back. She didn't listen to me and yeah. didn't buy, <laughs> she buy, buy a bigger size and a size six. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But when at the actual wedding at her house, she did not wear a wedding dress. Yes, it wasn't zippered in the back. Minister Dawn said she had on a gown. It was the two kids and Paige, Melissa, Greg, and Minister Dawn. And she said her dress wasn't zipped. Oh, okay. I wasn't there, so. Well, right. None of us were. Um, They got married in the living room. Yeah. Well, I knew that. I did. I mean, whatever. Get married. Do whatever the fuck you want, honestly. Um, And so then they show me standing there. And I'm like, this is the skinniest mirror in all of America. Yeah, you were loving yourself. Yeah, and I don't know why. It was not a good look. I have that same dress. You do? But mine, yeah, mine's like a royal blue though. Well, you know, what's funny is I have the dress that Melissa had on there. I wore it in a promo or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we all had the same dresses at that point. And um, you said, would you sit your ass down and stop admiring how skinny you are? And I said, I love that mirror. Meanwhile, I was not skinny. And then Holly's like, how do we feel about inviting ourselves to Melissa's wedding party? And I said, I probably shouldn't be a part of the wedding party considering <laughs> Melissa and I fight like cats and dogs. And I said, Abby's probably her maid of oh, honor. But when we're fighting, you take her out to lunch. Shut up. And hold her hand. Uh, we're best friends. Oh, yeah. We're best friends. Okay. And then you go, we won't have fun if Abby's there. Melissa, you can't invite Abby. It would not be fun. And then, and then Melissa goes, okay, I'm naked. And you go, why are you naked? And then I said, are you wearing undies? And she says, just my Spanx. And I said, well, you're one step ahead of Kelly. How rude. I think we're funny. You're rude. I think we're funny. Rude, rude. So you joke, you flip me off. And then in her interview, Holly says, I think going dress shopping with Alyssa was a turning point for all of us. The fact that we were all there and we were all able to share in her joy, that's huge. So then Holly spills her drink. Yeah. I'm like, Holly, you're shut off. I know. You're like, you're a lush. You're shut off. And then I was like, a few more drinks, and I think Dr. Holly is going to be modeling wedding night lingerie. <laughs> I don't think you will. Well, I I remain adamant that Holly has a stripper pole in her bedroom. We just I don't know, know about you it. You keep telling me that. I've told- I don't know. You were, you were her neighbor, so maybe you saw something I didn't get to see. Well, her bedroom was in the back. I never saw her, like, upside down, twirling around, using her butt cheeks to grab the pole. <laughs> ah! What else would they do? I- they, like, 
like tell me use that. the cheeks to Ew. like squeeze. Um, so then Melissa comes out in another dress and she starts tearing up because she loves the dress. She wants Greg to see her in that dress when they get married. And she, but said, she said she wanted very simple. That was the most decadent, glamoured up yes. one that there was. And she said, I feel fabulous in this dress. And it was sweet of the moms to take me dress shopping. I feel like a million bucks. And she's crying. And I think maybe now that I'm a little bit older, because I was like, what, 30-some at that point? And Ah, oh, shut up. Well, but now that I'm a little bit older and I can see, you know, she was excited for another marriage or whatever, I'm going to give her a little bit more grace on that. You know, maybe she was excited. Maybe she loved the dress. I don't know. So I feel badly that I was like, oh, God, you know, but I don't know. I mean, she's still married to the man. So clearly she loves him. Yeah. So I'm going to give her a little bit of grace on like crying and being excited for that dress. And you being a bitch. Oh, okay, size six. Well, it wouldn't zipper. Uh, I mean, she wasn't 23 or a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. At least I was being honest. Well, wait, I guess you were being honest too. I was honest. <laughs> she had two kids. You're not a virgin. Yeah. Not, yeah, no, you're not a virgin. Two children passed through the vaginal walls. No virgin. Just saying. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, that is it for this episode because we're at like an hour and 40 minutes. But what is your favorite uh, line, quote of the episode? I had a bunch. Holly's, when Holly said, um, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. 100%. Jill saying she hasn't used her uh, 900 voice in a while. That was funny. Abby saying she has she only has one thing going for her, and that's her cleavage, and she's not covering it up. That, yes. Uh, two more. Louis saying um, he fell in a pothole in the parking lot. That was my favorite. That and, and Holly, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. And Melissa saying, uh, was Louis smaller than you? <laughs> that was really funny. Especially coming from Melissa. A hundred percent. That was really funny. I my two favorites were him falling in the hole, the part, the pothole, because I literally screamed, and I'm like, did somebody tell him to say that? But also, Jill, Jill or Holly saying you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah. All right. Worst outfit. I put down your white fur scarf, hickey maduder thing, whatever that was. It was bad. Yeah. It was very faux. It was plastic. It was terrible. Yeah. It, it was as bad as her rhinestone. Did you have any uh, felonies? Misdemeanor? Not yet. Uh, I think our misdemeanors were our misbehavior and our rude comments at the dress shop. Yeah. Okay. I'll, they're, I'll take They're a little misdemeanor-y. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think. What else do we do at the? Oh, oh, we haven't had a favorite dance yet. Is there one other thing we usually do at the end? Shit, I can't remember anything. I have a memory of like a snail. Okay, elephant. That's true. But right now, now I think we're good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I think that's about it. Well, if we forget something else, you guys can let us know, clearly. All right. So we're going to head over to the after party. We will see you guys over there. Don't forget favorite to check quiz, out our Patreon. Patreon.com. And uh, how many drinks did we need is what we forgot. Did we say that? Yeah. We didn't We didn't say that. I, I didn't need any. I didn't. Did need you any. need any? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right. We'll see you guys on Patreon. All right. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, 
back to the bar if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza, hell, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Baby, I just want to dance. 